Hello, nerds. Welcome to another Nerd News episode. In today's episode, we have some animated metal masters are putting out new music. Nintendo gave us almost everything that we asked for. Some classic characters from the 80s are getting a new comic book home. Another highly popular video game is getting a TV adaptation and a long-awaited update on a veteran actor's return to the big screen. All of that and a bunch more this week in the Nerd News. And that means it's time for housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want to? Uh, we are entering approximately 60 weeks of a writer's strike, which means we have significantly less in the uh, TV and movies section. So once again, uh, we are looking at a full episode for all outlets. So hello, nerds from all outlets. <laughs> uh, welcome to the... We, uh, from here on, it's just going to be referred to as the week in nerddom. Uh, the respective shows are... I, I mean, I will still tag them as such, but it's too much editing to try and do it that way. Uh, so yeah, welcome. Uh, the in-house... I mean, we do have a couple of things besides just the, hey, you're getting another full episode. Um, we are coming up on July. I will be headed out of town at the end of the month of July, uh, going for a family reunion with the girlfriend. So... Uh, that is going to be approximately two weeks. We'll be missing two news episodes at the end of July, the last two weeks of July, roughly. Uh, and also here in uh, housekeeping, I'm 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 running this by the 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 fan base, the viewer base, I guess. It looks like potentially uh, live stream the live show could come back Thursday nights instead of Friday nights what do you think let's talk about that down in the comment section uh, because I think that's gonna be the easiest day to make happen it will be a little bit later in the evening than it was previously but it should still be approximately a two-hour stream uh, first hour dedicated to the news second hour dedicated to just hanging out and playing games so probably Mortal Kombat, not going to lie, for the next while. That's probably what's going to be. Uh, but yeah, I do believe that is everything we have for housekeeping. Oh, Richard, I'm so happy. Hold me. So let's do the news, shall we? Let's kick things off. In the music section, we have a follow-up on ZZ Top's new music. We also have other bits about Death Clock, Everclear's releasing new music, new record, new everything, and some other stuff to talk about, tours and such as well. So let's jump into follow-ups and corrections. We are talking about ZZ Top. We've been keeping tabs on ZZ Top because they've been working on new music. Uh, they started working on new music before the tragic passing of Dusty Hill. Uh, and that is kind of the other piece of this is they have a new bass player. The new bass player's name is Elwood Francis. Um, on the new record, it would seem we have a combination of stuff from Dusty and Elwood. Some tracks are going to be Dusty, some tracks going to be Elwood. There's even, according to Billy Gibbons, a couple of tracks that are going to feature both bass players doing different parts for the recording. So that'll be very interesting to hear. Super intrigued by this new era of ZZ Top, if you will. We don't know what it sounds like until it comes out. So let's move right along into the new music. This week in new music, we only have two really epic. I mean, there are some proper reaction videos that are going up on the main channel. So uh, those ha were recorded over the course of the last week. Um, 
I will be getting some more done so that we're not just empty handed for those two weeks that I'm out of town. But uh, as it stands right now, other new releases that aren't getting a proper full reaction video. We have two of them this week. Uh, we have Death Clock releasing Aortic Desecration, which is, I think, the first new single from the Death Album 4, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Death Album 4 is set to release August 25th. Um, the production on this seems different than the first three Death Albums. Uh, I, it just... Uh, maybe it's the performance. Maybe maybe just Brendan Small's vocal performance is a little bit different, and I'm and I'm hearing it as production. But it just sounds like his vocals aren't as grumbly. I guess is a word to describe the way he performs those vocals. Uh, it's still great. It, it's there's still it, you know it's very clear why this is uh, a band that has done so well for themselves, even if it isn't really a proper band. Uh, just th if this is even with the change in sound if this is an indication of even half the quality of the death album four then we're in for a grand treat uh, also to be expected is the soundtrack for the new movie that's coming out uh the doomstar i can't remember the name of the new movie but i i believe they launch on the same date both august 25th will be both the soundtrack for the new movie as well as death album four so uh recommend aortic death Desecration. Of course I do. It's Death Clock. They're amazing. <laughs> From there, uh, our other piece of new music has to do with Everclear. We've been keeping tabs. This honestly could have gone anywhere uh, in this, uh, this section of news because this is a little bit of everything. So... Uh, save for touring. We've already talked about Everclear on tour. They're on tour currently. Uh, but yeah, so Everclear, Heroin Girl, they've released a live video recorded at the Whiskey A Go Go for the track off of their first label release back in in 1995 uh heroin girl comes from sparkle and fade but this version is actually from the live album that they're going to be putting out september 8th this is the album that is going to get the proper release of that year of the tiger song that we talked about previously as well as another new song that i didn't write down the title of the song because i take amazing notes but uh the the I am not a big live album fan. Just generally speaking, live albums don't do a whole lot for me. There are definitely some exceptions to that rule, but by and large, it is a rule. Live albums, I usually skip live albums. The mix on this live album is fantastic. This sounds incredible. You can hear every instrument very, very well. And that's a big part of the reason why I don't like live albums very much is because the mix is usually garbage. Again, some glaring exceptions to that, but overall, that is the way it goes. And this is not one of those albums. This sounds almost, almost better than the original recordings in some ways. So judging by the track listing from this new record, I am super excited for this outing from Everclear. Uh, first live album that I'm aware of from this band, and I'm definitely excited for it. And then that brings us into tours and festivals. We actually have mostly festivals to talk about. Uh, so first up is a new festival called Born Dead Fest. This comes from Albany, New York's uh, Born Dead Clothing. Uh, this is going to be a yearly festival, apparently. It's taking place September 2nd and 3rd, and it's, I mean, it's got a pretty decent lineup for both days. Of note from this entire lineup, we have Hatebreed, Bleeding Through, Madball, Jesus Peace, and Vain FM. So super, super excited to see what, if anything, comes out of this, aside from just the awesome performances. Like, I want to see some videos of those performances, because I'm not going to be able to make it to Albany, New York in September. So, uh, that's that's the first one. The next one we have is a, a festival called Hell's Heroes that takes place in uh, uh, Houston, Texas, March 21st through 23rd of 2024. Uh, the lineup includes Sodom, Queensryche, Candlemas, Rod in Christ, and then a slew of others. It is a three-day festival. Tickets are 
currently on sale, so you can go find those down in the description. Uh, from there, we have an announcement of a tour from Alice in Chains. Uh, it's going to be, really the announcement is just, they're currently on tour with Guns N' Roses, and they're going to be doing some other dates aside from the dates with Guns N' Roses. So if you want to go check that out, you can go to the Alice in Chains website. Uh, just kind of a rest estimate for the dates. You have uh, September 23rd in Kansas City, Missouri, running through October 18th in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, but again, they, there's there's a lot of kind of off and on kind of stuff. So it's not completely solid all the way through. Uh, and then our last piece of touring news has to do with Avatar. Avatar have just announced the Chimp Mosh Pit and they're going out with uh, Orbit Culture and the Native Howl. Orbit Culture is real good. You should definitely go early to catch them. So uh, I can only imagine Native Howl is going to be great. I don't know who this band is. Apparently Avatar and Orbit, Orbit Culture at least know who they are because they're going on tour with them. Uh, but it, it, it's all marketing and PR and stuff that determines who goes on tour with who these days. Uh, but the tour starts September 10th in Alton, Virginia. It runs through October 8th in San Luis Odispo in California. Uh, it, it, this one is going basically everywhere, except kind of not really in my neck of the woods, which kind of sucks because I really want to see Avatar live. But uh, yeah, that uh, tickets for these shows also can be found down in the description. So go check that out. Uh, that is what we have for tours and festivals. We got no regular ass news. So let's just jump into music suggestions for the week. This one's super easy. Everclear, Sparkle and Fade. It is a classic 90s punk alt rock. I, I don't even know if alt rock would be appropriate. It's like 90s almost pop punk, uh, but the, the, the subject matter is definitely a lot more harsh than what you would expect out of a pop punk band and the just better musicianship all around. Uh, Art Alexakis is kind of one of my vocal heroes, lyrical heroes in a lot of ways as well. Just an all over fantastic record. Uh, Heroin Girl standout track. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna brain fart other tracks because uh, the, the sparkle and fade and uh, uh, so much for the afterglow kind of blur together in my head because I listened to the two of them all the time together so I'm not going to list any other standout tracks but literally the entire album is fantastic so go check it out. Gaming and tech is an interesting section this week. Uh, we have the Mortal Kombat 1 stress test happened since we last spoke, so we're going to talk about that. Also, the Nintendo Direct happened literally as I was getting ready to upload last week's episode, so we've got a lot to talk about there. We also have some very interesting AI situation with YouTube. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first, uh, like I said, starting things off in the follow-up section, uh, Batman Arkham Trilogy has been announced and this will get it we, we're gonna get into detail here before we get into the N Nintendo Direct stuff because there is a, a, a separate larger conversation involved with this so Batman Arkham Trilogy there is going to be a physical release for the switch you can get a game cartridge for your Nintendo switch that has some of the information on there, but you have three games worth of content, so you're not going to be able to get all of the information onto the 32 gig card. It's just not going to happen. So what basically the conclusion is, is you're just going to have to download roughly 70% of the content direct to storage on your Nintendo Switch, uh, which is the, the, the larger conversation here is digital only gaming. Uh, do you really own your game if you can't break it? Uh, that's, that, that's kind of a, a play on, on something that uh, a friend of mine says regularly is, I don't, I don't own it if I can't break it. If I can't snap the CD in half and make it non-existent, then it doesn't exist to me to begin with. Or really, I'm just renting it. So, uh, I, this is this is such an interesting like because so also Starfield has been has made an announcement about this recently. Uh, the collector's edition of Starfield is not going to have a physical disc. The 
standard edition of Starfield will have a physical disc. If you so desire to get a physical disc, you have to purchase the standard edition. Why? Well, because there are two different versions of the Xbox. Uh, Xbox hardware, the, the Series X, has a disk drive. The Series S does not. So why do two separate versions of the game uh, when really the, 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 most of the information is going to have to be downloaded anyway? Because judging by the size of Starfield, even on an Xbox with a, an optical drive, there's not... There's not a whole lot of room on an optical drive to have over a thousand different worlds exist in your game. So it just, I don't know, it, it, I can understand why, but it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, and this is something that I wanted to open up to the comments and such. Uh, where do you stand on download only? Uh, are you a, a physical collector or does the, is the only thing that matters to you gameplay? Uh, I, I definitely definitely falls somewhere in the middle. I was pissed off when I when I reserved my collector's edition of Mortal Kombat and found out that it was going to be a digital only release as well. So uh, because I obviously collect Mortal Kombat stuff, so I want a physical disc for this. Uh, but then when I when I'm looking at Metal Gear, like I'm probably just going to get the digital version of Metal Gear. Also, probably just going to get the digital version of the Arkham Trilogy for my Switch because I, the, it's a portable gaming system and that kind of makes the most sense to me. The more games I can fit onto my 256, the better because then I have all of my games in one spot, right? I don't know. It's it's a long conversation that that will never end and probably will never go the way that I personally want it to go. So it kind of is what it is. So let's move right along. Next piece we're talking about is uh, also a little bit of a conversation, and that's Mortal Kombat One stress test happened this weekend. I was blessed enough to once again be uh, asked to be part of said stress test. Uh, and I mean, if you want my thoughts in my in depth thoughts, then I did a stream where we went over my in-depth thoughts of the game. Uh, I have since watched a couple of other YouTubers and their final thoughts on the stress test and hopes for uh, uh, changes going forward with the game. And it kind of seems fairly unanimous that the ground motion in this game was just weird. It wasn't exactly slow, but it was slower than Mortal Kombat 11 by and large, the the jumping, uh, the, the aerial combat was much more springy and kind of took a lot of adjusting. Uh, but in, in that being said, it still felt like uh, Mortal Kombat 11 version two, as far as like the controls in a lot of ways. So I don't, it's just kind of a mixed bag. Uh, the things I want to see aren't necessarily anything that's going to speed up the game. Uh, I, I, I want to see the, the, the frame traps get fixed and get taken out. Uh, there are already a few. Uh, there's at least one. There's one... Uh, Two, two hit combo that Liu Kang has that is a frame trap. That is, if you get stuck in the corner in the, in the right way, basically you're, you're gonna lose at least half your bar of, uh, half your health bar because it's a frame, you can't, literally cannot move out of it. Uh, so that, and then wake up moves. Wake up moves are severely missing from this because that was a big part of my game in Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I spent a minute since I played X, so I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure there were wake up moves in uh, Mortal Kombat X as well. So, and it just felt really weird to not have them in Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, aside from that, the game looks fantastic. Uh, I'm super, super intrigued by a lot of the story stuff that we have already learned from the little bit that they gave us for this stress test. Uh, most notably is uh, Shao Kahn is not Khan, obviously. He is referred to in uh, Mirror Match dialogue with Katana as just Shao, which sounds very strange to the ear. Uh, also, we learn that uh, Katana calls herself an Edenian, but then also says that she serves Outworld. So something along the lines of what happened in the first two myth, uh, first two continuities uh, is happening again here, but 
different, which kind of is the theme for the story from what we know so far. So very intrigued. I think uh, Netherrealm is doing a great job with dangling just little bits and giving us a little taste of story here and there. And, uh, and then in just a couple of months, they're going to drop it all like a ton of bricks. Uh, yeah, so Mortal Kombat 1 stress test was very, very honored. Thank you very much, Netherrealm, for inviting me to uh, be part of a rather large group. Like, I don't feel like I'm special necessarily, uh, but I, I, it, it was larger than Mortal Kombat 11, but still not the entire fan base. So I am a little special. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it where I can get it. Uh, all right, so Mortal Kombat 1, that's, that's what we got there. Let's move over to... Nintendo Direct. Uh, this is not quite as big as the other non-E3 presentations, so we're going to get a little bit more information from the list, but this is still going to be the list of what came out at Nintendo Direct. So everything that they talked about in Nintendo Direct and any release dates or release windows that I could get in here, that's what this is going to be. So here we go. First up, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, new 2D Mario game that looks super fun, October 20th, 2023. Super Mario RPG Remake, oh my god, I've been waiting for this forever. The entire Nintendo community has been waiting for this since it launched on the uh, Super Nintendo, I think in like 92. Uh, remake, uh, the, the classic Super Nintendo game is uh, coming to the Switch sometime 2023. Detective Pikachu 2, sequel to the 2016 game, coming out October 23 as well. Uh, MarioWare Move It, new MarioWare game. These are WarioWare, sorry. WarioWare game. Uh, these are video game crack. There's no way you can't buy this game because it's calling your name right now. Uh, release in December of 23. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1. Not only did we get the announcement that it was coming to the Switch, but we also got the full details of all the games that are going to be involved in this Metal Gear Collection. So you've got Metal, Gears one, uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. You have the original Metal Gear games for the MSX platform. You also have the Nintendo games. The two NES games are going to be part of the Volume 1 bundle. And then we have a bunch of rumors as to Volume 2 and other things associated therein. So stick around for the rumors section. But uh, we have the release date here as well is November of 2023. I think it was actually November 24th of 2023. I didn't write that down though because amazing notes. You know this. Uh, from there, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, we're getting two new amiibos, Zelda and Ganondorf. Uh, those are going to be coming out later this year. No release date for them. Uh, new Pikmin 4 details, gameplay, all this stuff. Uh, Pikmin's 1 and 2 both have launched now on the Switch platform. You can get them in the Nintendo store. Uh, Pikmin 4 though is expected to release sometime in 24. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Hidden Treasure of Area Zero expansion gets new look. We get a little bit more. These two expansions will be released December of this year. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe adds more stuff because uh, why not? <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe adds new course alongside PD Piranha, Wiggler, and Comic. New course Shroom Ridge will be added to Mario Kart 8. Uh, based on Mushroom Kingdom from Super Mario Bros. 3, PD Piranha, Wiggler, and Comic also added as playable characters. Uh, no release date for this for this stuff. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon Remaster announced along with a new Princess Peach game that we didn't get really anything for, but like 10 seconds of cinematic. Uh, the Luigi uh, the Luigi's Mansion game will be released November of 23. No date for the Princess Peach one, though it is speculated to be sometime in 24. And that's it. That's everything that we talked about in the Nintendo Direct. So uh, I very much encourage you to go watch it. It's really short. If if you can get the Nintendo, the one straight from Nintendo, I almost said Nintendo Direct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, it was good stuff. The Metal Gear stuff, the 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 Batman Arkham Trilogy stuff, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Super excited about all of this. All of this is going to be great. Uh, Zelda stuff. I'll can just I'll keep going. Whatever. <laughs> from there, that's what we got for follow-ups. Let's talk about some trailers now, shall we? Uh, we have the Fort Solace trailer. Uh, we got. 
we haven't really heard a whole lot about this game since the Summer Games Fest last year. Summer Games Fest 2022. Uh, we now got the Troy Baker trailer. Uh, voice actor Troy Baker does about half of this video is Troy Baker talking about his involvement with the game, which is awesome. And other voice actors that are equally as awesome as Troy Baker, he talks about them as well. And then the second half of this is legitimate gameplay trailer, and it looks fantastic. This, I, I mean, horror, survival horror stuff is pretty great, and this looks like it's going to be an incredible amount of fun as well. Go check out the trailer. Uh, the game is set to launch August 22nd of this year. And then we got one that was kind of unexpected. We have Transformers Earthspark, uh, a new game based on the anime of the same name. Uh, it's going to be launching October 20th. Uh, it is going to be launching on current gen and previous gen. So Xbox One as well as Xbox Series consoles with PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Steam all getting... I, I couldn't... I didn't... don't remember if it said Switch as well, though I wouldn't be surprised considering it's going on previous generation. Um, and it looks like it's going to be kid-oriented. This... this... There's a bigger conversation here of, is this the longest that we have had cross-generational releases? Um, I, I honestly don't know how I would be able to look that up, but somebody, somebody somewhere has got to have that information. So uh, let me know somewhere, on the socials, in the, in the comment section, whatever. Uh, is this the longest that we have had cross generational support from even just from third parties because by now i think all first party uh, titles are going to be exclusively on current gen but uh, obviously third parties still think that it's a viable option to release games on previous hardware as well so it's a very interesting time in gaming right now uh that's what we got for trailers though let's talk about some regular ass news shall we we got amazon in the news and for not necessarily for anything terrible uh but they're starting a new program where they're going to be using local businesses as delivery uh people <laughs> effectively uh the the way it, the basic way it works out is uh the 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 local business is going to be required to have a certain amount of storage in order to store the things that need to be delivered as well as be required to deliver at least 30 packages a day in order to maintain their partnership with amazon it works out roughly to approximately two dollars where is it two dollars and I did take this, there it is, $2.50 per package uh, if, the, if the small businesses uh, sign up for this program. So I don't know exactly if it's going to be worth it for a lot of small businesses, though they are hoping to fully roll this out at least across the states by next year. So very interesting situation. I feel like you probably could have just paid your drivers a little bit better and then you'd have plenty of drivers, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh, from there, let's talk about this YouTube situation. We have YouTube uh, dabbling with the AI, if you will. Uh, right now, they have, quote-unquote, hundreds of YouTubers are beta testing a new AI system in the back end of YouTube. So if you are on YouTube and you are a content creator, then you have uh, what is known as the Creator Dashboard. Uh, that Creator Dashboard is going to allow you, if you are one of these creators who they've opened this up for, or if you're just waiting for it to happen, it's going to allow you to use AI to dub what you've seen said into other languages. Uh, currently, the, the experiment is only going for Spanish and Portuguese, which kind of makes sense because they're very similar languages. Um, but it's only those two languages. And again, it's only a few hundred uh, content creators. So it, it I have not been able to experience, aside from the videos that YouTube has shown us, uh, along these along these lines uh, I've not experienced myself it has not been opened up to me just yet uh, the accuracy of such things because I, I don't have that option on my YouTube just yet but very interesting because so the the YouTube game uh, as it's been uh, adjusting over the course of the last few years um, 
like you take a look at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is the reason I'm sure why this is happening in a lot of ways because Mr. Beast has his main channel, his reactions channel, and then I think he still has a game channel and then probably some other uh, periphery, uh, periphery th stuff. So uh, he has all of those channels and then he has the duplicates of those channels in different languages where he is he's the biggest YouTuber on the platform. So he has the money to hire out somebody to not only translate it, but then to hire a, a voice actor to say the words. <laughs> That's actually been a, a way for smaller channels to find a lot of growth or or it is to duplicate your stuff into different languages um and it's been kind of expensive for us small guys uh to do because the the good ais that would won't make you look silly cost money you have to pay money to get the the ai uh text to speech stuff so not a lot of people have been doing it but if youtube is incorporating this as part of the platform then that seems like it's going to lower the the barrier for entry a little bit in just doing the work because right now what i'm going to speak from personal experience right now what is a, a pretty decent limiting factor for me is i'm a one-man show so i can't not i don't have the time to translate my stuff let alone run it through an ai or even do the voiceover myself because that then requires extra editing which i barely have enough time to edit what i post as is so for them to in just include this uh is is kind of amazing i'm not gonna lie this very potentially if you just do the little bit of extra work this very potentially could make it that much easier to get into the partner program just because you're opening up your channel to so many more thousands of people who speak other languages who wouldn't have otherwise watched you because you only speak the your native language so yeah very interesting situation as far as the the back end of youtube is concerned we will be keeping tabs on this one for sure that though is what we have for regular ass news so that brings us into to our gaming and tech suggestion for the week. Again, I feel like this one kind of is obvious. Uh, Batman, Arkham Trilogy, go play. Uh, the, uh, these games have kind of revolutionized how uh, a lot of different publishers look at the quote-unquote classic beat-em-up because the, the Arkham Asylum very specifically, anything beyond that, there's arguable uh, uh, influence from it. But Arkham Asylum very specifically is, is the reason why we have Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is probably one of the highest grossing games of the last uh, roughly decade or so. So it only stands to reason that like... If, if that game owes a lot to Batman, then probably a lot of other games owe a lot to Batman as well. And I, it still holds up. They are still incredible amount of fun to play. I'm actually very excited to get to uh, download them onto my Switch because I then I can have them wherever I go and I don't need my Xbox to play them. So yeah, Batman Arkham Trilogy, go play any one of them, all three of them, just do it. It's fun. From there, let's go into comic books and books, shall we? We have uh, uh, Icon from the 80s getting a new comic book home. We have a new sidekick getting his very own uh, ongoing series at Marvel, plus the return of Mal and crew. Uh, Boom Studios is bringing back a classic, classic storyline. So let's talk about all of this and more. Uh, Follow-ups and corrections is the first subsection. We're going into G.I. Joe, finding a new comic book home over at Image Comics. Under the Robert Kirkman uh, Skybound uh, imprint. Uh, we talked last week about the Energon joint universe between G.I. Joe and Transformers. And then like two days after that announcement was made, it was then announced that Kirkman now owns the rights to G.I. Joe publishing. And those rights preside exclusively at Skybound, which is under the image umbrella. So that's pretty freaking sweet uh the first book that is coming out for skybound is going to be written by larry hama uh as well as artist chris moonahan and colorist french friends francesco sagala i am so sorry for mispronouncing those names um but it's good i mean yeah i mean these are all people who have been very intrinsically linked 
to these comics when they were previously I think they just came from Marvel if I'm remembering correctly uh, but yeah this is this is great this is good stuff there is nothing bad in this uh, hopefully this does breathe the life that people are hoping it will breathe into the G.I. Joe series we will keep tabs let's move on from there we do have a trailer this week in the comic books and books section the trailer is the fall of X uh, if you aren't already at least a little curious about this I think the trailer is doing its job pretty well uh, release date and all that is part of the trailer because I didn't write it in, in the notes and sorry Let's move on. From that one trailer, we have uh, some regular ass news. And in regular ass news, we're going to start with Spider Boy. Really? <laughs> so, for those that don't know, Spider Boy uh, first appeared in Spider Man number seven recently. Uh, was introduced uh, was introduced in the finale of the End of the Spider Verse arc by Dan Slott uh, and in uh, Mark Bagley's Spider Man comic books. Uh, the ongoing book is going to be written by Dan Slott with art from Paco Medina, covers by uh, Umberto Ramos, who is the co-creator of Spider-Boy. Uh, and the series will be released on November 1st. So, intrigued, uh, curious, yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'm going to spend money on this, though, but I can see that Marvel is legitimately trying something new that isn't specifically to check boxes and such, so... You got to give credit where credit is due. From there, we have Boom Studios announcing a new Firefly book. And it's not what you're thinking, because the last Firefly book that we got didn't have the original cast, didn't have the original crew of the fire of the Serenity, if you will. Uh, so Boom Studios announced that this is that they're going. It's going to be called Firefly Fall Guys, and it is going to be the return of the original cast, Mal and and uh, Ship, and all of the all of the people from the series are going to be back in the comic book. Um, it is going to be a mini, uh, a six-part miniseries, and it's going to be released in September. Writer is Sam Humphreys, uh, the artist is Jody Perez, and colorist is Francisco Segala. Once again, uh, Francesco, Francesco, Francesco. I am so bad with some of these names. I apologize. Uh, super stoked though. I, I, I really like, I really like the OG crew. Not gonna lie, that's that's where it's at. Uh, from there, we have Batman Beyond in the news. Uh, DC Comics returning with Batman Beyond Future for a new series this summer. Uh, the last story featured Terry McGinnis's version of The Dark Knight uh, was Neo Year. The new series is called Batman Beyond Neo Gothic and will feature Terry looking for lost children uh, and they're going to be introducing some other new sidekicks here. Uh, we have uh, Kyle the Cat Boy, and we're going to get to see old Gotham underneath the rubble because the search for these lost kids is going to take them there. And then, then the, there's supposed to be a new villain, I believe, for this as well, but it didn't say who it was. Uh, series is going to be written by Colin Kelly uh, Jack and Jackson Lansing. Uh, art from Max Dunbar will feature covers by Dunbar, Kristen Ward, uh, Ejiker, Balin Ortega, and Dyke Ruan. Uh, first issue is going to be on shelves July 25th, so we are not that far out just yet. Uh, that's what we got on that one. And then we have one more piece of comic book news, and that comes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is not a new book. It's just uh, the continuation of, uh, very specifically, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures Continued. It is such a long title. Uh, but the writer is Eric Burnham. Artist is going to be Tim Lattee. Uh, will be more of this comic book series from IDW. This is just if the 1989 cartoon series didn't end that's what this is and it's great <laughs> i don't know what else to say i'm super excited that they're going to continue the book so yeah thank you very much idw that's what we got for uh, news and things let's talk now about comic books and books suggestion for this episode our suggestion is the chris claremont uh late 80s early 90s x-men run you can get it in the omnibus omnibus is a little expensive you can probably find at your local comic book shop uh, some of the older trades that uh, collect these early books just the claremont x-men this is the this is where 
I feel like like my favorite X-Men villain, favorite Wolverine villain specifically, Omega Red, really got fleshed out. A lot of the, the character traits that we know and love about a lot of the X-Men characters happened in these Chris, Chris Claremont books. So if you can get your hands on any one of the arcs, absolutely jump at the chance because it is classic X-Men writing. And that is your suggestion this week. That brings us into TV shows. Uh, in TV, we have uh, the second reboot of a Matt Groening cartoon coming back. Uh, we have uh, some Star Trek shows in trouble, as well as a new TV series. I keep wanting to say live action. It's not live action, but a new TV series for a very, very popular video game coming out very soon. So let's start first with trailers because we have no corrections or follow-ups. We do have trailers though. Futurama, the new season over on Hulu, uh, drops July 24th. This is... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the second reboot, though part of my brain is going, no, no, it's the third. Um, I No, I'm I'm like 98% that it's the second reboot. Either way, it is, it's gone from Fox to Comedy Central, and now it's on Hulu, and it's still great. Like, this this trailer definitely shows that we're, we haven't really missed a beat. Everybody's coming back, and it's the same Futurama you know and love. And that's not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, from there, though, we have one other trailer to talk about, and it is the new DC documentary uh, miniseries, I believe. It's the DC story called Super Powered over on Max. It will be coming out July 20th. And just looks like a pretty interesting... I mean, I'm also the kind of person who's always trying to learn things, especially learn things about the stuff I'm interested in, comic books being one of them. So yeah, of course I'm intrigued by this. Uh, there is not... Uh, it, it is not without, I guess I should say, a little bit of controversy from the the behind-the-scenes stuff. There's there's people getting a little bit upset about that. Uh, we will be keeping tabs there because I think that deserves a little bit more research before we really dive into it. But uh, yeah, go check out the trailer. It, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it just because comic books and history and learning and super stoked. All right. Uh, from there, let's talk some regular ass news. Uh, we have Paramount Plus coming in the news, on, coming under fire a little bit because they're pulling a max and they're getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff not the least of which being star trek prodigy uh star star trek prodigy will be removed from the paramount plus uh app next week so if you haven't watched it yet now is your chance otherwise you got to sail the seven seas if you will uh it's the part of the merger with showtime that's what's happening here so when when warner brothers merged with discovery something very similar happened and then they rebranded their streaming platform this is uh, the merger between paramount plus and showtime so they have to make room i don't understand why like it's not costing you money to host this stuff necessarily so i don't know uh, but yeah, so that's what we got there. Next up, we're talking about Among Us. It has been announced that Among Us, the, uh, the, the, the espionage game of cartoon men wearing silly suits, is getting an animated series. Uh, I don't really know if the CBS Studios is who's putting it out. Uh, so it is going to be it's going to be telling a different story than what we get in the actual game. I've never actually played Among Us, so I didn't know there was a story. I thought each game was a story unto itself, but uh, again, never played, so I didn't know. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be 10 episodes long. It's going to target a young adult audience, obviously, because it's a game show, a show about a video game, so that that's who the gamers are, right? Is the, the young adult kids. Uh, and then the animation style is going to be very similar to the game itself, and the series is going to be an all-new original story that, that uh, circles around two gamers who play the game, I believe, if I'm remembering what I read correctly, uh, and then they get sucked kind of into the game, into a different world, and it just sounds very strange and at least something that I'm going to watch the first three episodes of. So there you go. There's that. Uh, that is what we have for the regular ass news. Let's talk now about suggestions here in the TV section. And TV suggestion this week is The Bear. Season two just dropped on Hulu. And 
watching season two was a little bit akin to a religious experience for me. Uh, I've been doing food for a very, very long time at different levels in different types of restaurants all throughout the industry. And this show just speaks to me. So if you, if you are curious what it is like to work in a restaurant, this is probably the closest that anything Hollywood related has come to representing that on the screen. This show is fantastic. And on top of that, not only is it great for that reason, but like, it's just incredibly well done. Jeremy Allen White is a fantastic actor uh, coming out of Shameless. It was a question whether or not he could like carry a whole series and he absolutely can though he doesn't need to because the rest of the cast is also phenomenal so i cannot gush enough about the bear go watch the bear if you haven't watched season one season one's fantastic season two that much better it's probably the best television th that we've ever had ever just great go watch it Now let's talk about movies, shall we? Uh, movies, we have the return of a long lost Hollywood actor. His, his big screen return is a little in trouble, but we'll get to that. And then we have some uh, posthumous star on the Walk of Fame for Chadwick Boseman, as well as some casting announcements for something we've been keeping pretty close eye on. So let's get into all of that. Uh, starting things off, follow-ups and corrections. The movie shrunk, we have not talked talked about this for some time, though we have talked about it. Uh, it's going to be written by Josh Gad. It's going to be a Lega sequel reboot situation for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise, and it's supposed to be the return of Rick Moranis to the world of acting. If you don't know, uh, Rick Moranis kind of retired for a while from acting. He lost his wife, and so it was more important for him to raise his children than to be a working actor. So he was living off the residuals from his work in Hollywood, which I'm sure was plenty to live on and plenty to, to raise a couple of kids on. So now that his kids are grown and out of the house, he is said that he is willing to return to acting. And this was supposed to be the return for Rick Moranis. And now, according to Josh Gad, who is set to write, uh, I believe, uh, be one of the actors in as well as direct, I, I want to say, but that part, I might just be my brain going, hey, let's say words. Um, but yeah, he, at the very least, he's going to be starring and writing the show, the movie rather. And Josh Gad has said that because they have hit so many roadblocks, because they've stumbled so many times, not the least of which being COVID, not the least of which being Josh's schedule, just kind of keep the, now that COVID is no longer an issue, uh, is now just uh, not lining up with anything and, and, and all of the other people involved in the project have other projects now as well. So it looks like it might just get lost in the shuffle. So uh, I don't know how exactly. I will try and find some better information next time we speak. And, and we got to let somebody know that this is a thing that if done well, will be something that we will spend money on because I did, I'm pretty sure uh, I understand the community well enough to say, yes, that is an actual fact. So uh, yeah, if you know, if you know how that we can reach out and petition.org is not going to be the way to do it. So don't suggest it, but there's got to be a way that we can let Disney know that this is a thing that the, the fandom wants. Uh, from that one follow-up, we have a couple of trailers to talk about. First up, we have Drive Away Dolls. Now, this is a Coen Brothers movie, so inherently you expect it to be good, but this trailer, I think, kills that expectation. Um, it looks kind of bad. And I don't think I would, I never thought I would say that about a Coen Brothers movie, because the Coen Brothers are fantastic, but this movie does not look good. Oof. Uh, and then we got the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, proper trailer now. And so my question to the Five Nights at Freddy's fans, I get that the game is a little goofy, but is the movie supposed to be? Because it looks a little goofy. Um, the, the Of note, though, the creature work is done by the Henson uh, Puppet Shop, so that's pretty awesome. Jim Henson's uh, creature creator workshop, whatever, uh, those people who are the best in the industry are doing the Five Nights at Freddy's movies, so 
I'm going to be intrigued to see that. Uh, beyond that, it looks like they took a little bit of artistic license with some of the story elements in order to, you know, make proper story elements. <laughs> because my exposure to the game is the story's kind of thin and doesn't really kind of stick. I only played the first iteration of the game, though, so I, that could be wrong in the, in the later versions, but... Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's trailer is kind of doing its job, because I'm intrigued by this for sure. So let's move from trailers into regular-ass news. I kind of gave this one away in the tease for the section, and that is Chadwick Boseman is getting a walk, uh, a star, rather, on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. It's pretty awesome. Uh, one of the news outlets I got this from, though, was talking about the fact that the only reason they're giving it to Chadwick Boseman is because Clint Eastwood turned it down, which is very strange. Chadwick Boseman is not the only one. Chadwick Boseman is the only posthumous one, though, so I, I it's cool. I dig it. I can, I can get behind that. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then our biggest one for this is the, the Superman Legacy casting that was just made literally moments before it came up, uh, came up to start filming and things. Uh, so... The casting for Clark Kent and Lois Lane is as follows. David Cornsweet, whom we talked about previously in the rumor mill, David Cornsweet has been cast as Clark slash Superman. Rachel Brosnahan, none other than Marvelous Miss Maisel herself, Rachel Brosnahan has been cast as Lois Lane. Don't know the corn sweat dude uh, by name. I, I kind of recognize his face, so I'll have to look into other things that he's done. But uh, Brosnahan as Lois, I'm there. I, 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 I mean, until she does something terrible, I feel like she's probably one of the better actresses under the age of 30 right now. Uh, if not the best actress under the age of 30 right now. She's fantastic. Go watch Maisel if you doubt me. That show was... Uh, yeah, we're, we've we've gushed about that plenty on this channel, so let's just move right along. Uh, from there, that's all we got in regular ass news. So let's talk now about movie suggestion for the week, and that is, honey, I shrunk the kids. Come on, man, Rick Moranis. Uh, oh, just the whole freaking Zelensky. Uh, I just, I, this is my childhood. I watched this movie at least two dozen times over the course of probably three or four years and i can still watch it and probably quote about half of the movie and absolutely love every moment of it it holds up even even if you're watching it as just if it were let if you were never seen it before and you have something resembling a family uh this is quality entertainment for the family so just if you haven't watched it for a while go watch it if you've never seen it you definitely owe it to yourself this was disney this is why we let disney get away with some of the stuff we let them get away with these days is because they used to put out stuff like this and we're hopeful that eventually they will again put out stuff like this so go watch honey i shrunk the kids it's well worth your time and then all that was left was the rumor mill uh, we have some Star Wars stuff in here. We have the Marvels, as well as, like I said previously, something to do with Metal Gear uh, in the video game side of the rumor mill. So let's jump right out the gate. We have no confirmations or refutations to speak of. We also have no new sources for old rumors. We only have new rumors, so let's talk about them. Uh, first up is Star Wars. Rumor is, and this is kind of a, a, a double, but we're going to just give it a single uh, percentage. And the rumor is that the Acolyte has been canceled and the showrunner, director person that was supposed to be in charge of it, Leslie Headland, who met a lot, met with a lot of static when she was announced as the showrunner for this, uh, has been fired, uh, according to the rumor mill. So... Oof. I mean, we really haven't heard a whole lot about the Acolyte. We've heard some. We, we heard some very vague things about the plot. And then that was a few months ago. A few months being more than six. And it's kind of dead in the water as far as like the news cycle goes. So this kind of stands to reason in a lot of ways. I don't know about the firing her necessarily, but like acolyte as it was supposed to happen no longer going to happen i'm saying that's about 65 percent likely uh i feel like that's a little bit of a wishful thinking number but 
still, I'm sure it's pretty accurate. <laughs> From there, we have Deadpool rumor to talk about. Uh, Deadpool, the big rumor here is that Ben Affleck's Daredevil is supposedly going to be getting a cameo in the Deadpool flick. Uh, I'm I'm putting this one fairly uh, low-ish, I guess I, sh I should say. Uh, it, I don't know. It just rings like somebody's wishful thinking. It rings like somebody making something up that's so close to what might actually happen, so as to be believed and get clicks. Um, I, we're gonna put this at about forty percent. I feel like Affleck is a little bit more busy than that, or and probably actually more accurately, uh, Affleck just got done being rather busy, and so now he's gonna take a little bit of time and not do anything. So just that that seems a little more likely than him doing a cameo for a movie that honestly uh, didn't go over so well with the fandom. So yeah, we're gonna say forty percent there. Uh, from that, we have uh, a couple of things to talk about for the Marvels, as far as the rumor mill is concerned. Uh, apparently the plot, the movie has leaked. They did do test screenings a couple of weeks ago, so some of this comes from that. So that's why most of these percentages are fairly high. Though, a lot of, uh, there is other things, rather, that uh, have supposedly changed since the test screenings, and that's also part of this. And that stuff sounds a little less likely. So, so the plot leaks have to do with the incursions, uh, also have to do with Monica Rambeau uh, getting stuck in a different universe for, and that's kind of the motivating force for the story, uh, is these weird power trips uh, that we see in the trailer. So that's not really rumor, but we see the power glitches rather between the Marvels. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, uh, they all kind of switch places randomly anytime they use their powers and that is going to land Monica Rambeau in a different universe, apparently, and then they're going to try and find out how they can get her back. And that's, you know, inciting incident and so on and so forth. So that, stand, that sounds reasonable. There's no reason to not think that that's a thing. Uh, I, I feel like it's not... I feel like that's going to just be the first act, though. I don't think that's going to be the entire movie. Uh, so that's why we're going only 70% on this one instead of you know, a little bit higher. And then uh, we're talking about the post-credit scenes. The first post-credit scene supposedly is a setup for the Young Avengers. This, I feel like they've been trying to do for some time, so this very much stands to reason. You've got Little Hulk, you've got, uh, uh, what's her name, Ironheart, uh, now you have Miss Marvel, and then there's going to be somebody else that gets introduced in this movie. Just stand, it sounds very much like exactly what Feige and company are doing these days. So we're going 80% likely with the uh, setup for the Young, uh, young Avengers. And then the second post-credit scene feeds into another set of rumors. Second post-credit scene supposedly sets up M Monica Rambeau meeting her mom from a different universe, Maria Rambeau. Uh, this is supposedly going to be Maria Rambeau from the 838 universe, whom we met in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and that also kind of is feeding, fueling the fires for the rumors that are saying that the 838 and the 616 are going to be doing battle and that is what the major conflict is going to be during the Secret Wars movie. That's, oh, that is so much to unpack there. We're not going to really get into that necessarily. Just, just <clears throat> the likely direction this is going. That sounds like it would be great, but there is literally nothing showing us that that's going to be the case because pretty much all of the protectors of the 838 are dead because you know, multiverse of madness happened. Uh, so I just, I can't see that big of a jump because it's that specific. That's also a reason why this is uh, th th this way too specific for being this far away from that movie. We're going to say 50% likely on that one. Uh, and then our next one has to do with Metal Gear, and I'm super stoked about it. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots is apparently going to get a proper remake, much like Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. 
uh, is they're, they're calling this a leak, though that's not 100% accurate. It's, it's an implication at best. <laughs> uh, basically what it is, is somebody got into the source code on the uh, Konami website uh, and on the timeline for the Metal Gear stuff, because Metal Gear uh, Master Collection Volume 1 is now a thing that people are anticipating. So they have stuff up on the website talking about it. So one of those things is a timeline. And they have buttons for each game, so it goes into a little bit more uh, defini definition of what that game was and where it falls in the story and so on and so forth. So... Uh, as part of that, as part of the code for that page, uh, there are placeholder buttons for the games beyond Metal Gear Solid 3. So Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, Phantom Limb, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, and something else. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but the big one is Metal Gear Solid 4. There's a, there's a placeholder link there, and that's what everybody's saying is... Uh, the leak. <laughs> um, it's not really a leak, but I feel like it is strong enough that we can say we're, we're about 85% likely to get a uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 reboot. There is a little bit more nuance to this that has me leaning that hard as well. Uh, but by and large, really, it's, it's just the fact that they're gearing up to do promotion. They are apparently gearing up to do promotion for Metal Gear Solid 4. Very likely, it will be in, in conjunction with the Master Collection Volume 2, which very likely will contain those games as well. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm, yeah, that sounds like a smart idea, so I'm kind of hopeful. That's a hopeful 85. That's what we got, though, nerds. That is the end of the rumor mill and the end of the episode. So uh, what did I miss? Uh, let me know in the comments, uh, on the socials, whatever you got to do. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, do all of that stuff, because that is how these algorithms work. If you don't, if you don't, let it know aside from listening but I mean, that's a whole other conversation if you don't let it know that you liked it by thumbsing up and all that jazz then it's not going to do a whole lot for me i do appreciate you listening and if that's all you do that's all you do and i still love your face so uh subscribe do the things i appreciate you we'll see you in the next one if you don't know what the hell i'm talking about if you don't know you know any of these references then you need to keep up on your nerd news and you should be able to do that by tapping one of the boxes on the you know screen that's happening right now and and uh, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one, nerds. Thank you very much for joining me. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. <laughs>